0: Kyle Krabs here host of locked on NFL scouting join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position by position analysis of the upcoming NFL draft check out the locked on NFL scouting podcast with the draft dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts we are putting a bow on the Dolphins victory against the Houston Texans with the defensive all 22 notes from Miami's three-point defensive performance Here's everything you need to know about the performers, the movers, the shakers, who stood out and why.
1: You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Cal Crabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Want to give a special tip of the cap to our everydayers because it is your team every day here on the Lock On Network. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase on last minute tickets with the lowest prices. Guarantee we have checked the tape, the all 22, the coaches. Film. And I have some notes and I have my handy dandy roster for uh, observations from the Dolphins defensive performance. Of course, they were very stout against the Texans, CJ Stroud and Davis Mills, uh, the two quarterbacks that played in this contest. Uh, a lot of good play, some miscommunications, things like that, that we'll we'll dive into. But before we really dive into kind of the bones of this defensive performance for the Dolphins, I did want to answer a popular question that I have gotten throughout the course of the past week or so, and people have hit me up and been like, yo, like, content's really good. So not everybody says that, but a lot of people say that. I appreciate the feedback. But it'd be so much more helpful if you could put the the film of the plays up on the YouTube channel so we could see it. And I agree with you. But unfortunately, I do want to acknowledge for those of you who are consuming the show and may have maybe had that question cross your mind, without broadcast rights, we can't put it up, or we could put it up, but then we would have copyright claims filed, and all the revenue to the show would go to the NFL, and uh, the NFL ain't going to pay my bills. <laughs> so uh, I understand, and if you have a chance to uh, sync up the plays in question, I had somebody who said, well, why don't you do timestamps? And that's a great idea. Now, great. Unfortunately, that suggestion came through a little too late for today's, but our next All 22 film series, we'll, I will be providing film uh, timestamps for what plays in the game so that you guys can go search them out if you're eager to see this and continue to learn more about it for yourselves. As if you're a visual learner and not an audio learner, um, there's all different kinds of, of learning habits right so however i can within my means enable you guys to learn and and continue to expand your knowledge uh, and understanding of the game and and us exploring things together i will do that so i just wanted to acknowledge everybody i appreciate all the support for the all 22 uh, film notes i hear your inquiries about including the film Uh, it's just not with the cards of what we have at our disposal uh, to do right now so with that in mind Let's talk about the starting defense. Uh, The objective is to cover the starters. Now, the Dolphins gave about nine spots on the D, a two-series experience. Now, for as short as the Dolphins' first series was on defense or on offense, one play interception, the defensive performance was equally as short. Uh, Four plays in the red zone, turnover on downs. And then when the Dolphins' defense came back out, you saw Bradley Chubb, and Jalen Phillips were out, and then by the end of that second possession, Houston moves the ball down the field. They get into scoring territory, and at that stage, Zach Sealer and Raquan Davis are coming off the field too. So by the end of the second possession, the entire starting defensive line is off the field. And it's Agba, Andrew Van Ginkle, who had a really nice loop that he ran Uh, on a run rep against Laramie Tunsil. That really popped to me. I thought that movement skills looked really good. And we'll talk more about Andrew Van Ginkle because he played some off-ball linebacker in this game as well. Um, And then Deshaun Hand and Brandon Peely were the interior guys. So the red zone possession I thought was really good. You got a chance to uh, see some of the Fangio habits uh, when you get into the red zone. Uh, There was one rep in which... They chose a it's referred to in the the playbook as special when you get into the red zone so that you have your base coverage call. And then instead of playing with safeties free in the middle of the field or playing high or wherever else you would dictate them to go, they're dedicated to doubling and, and literally bracketing, not the coverage bracket, but playing outside and inside leverage and literally double teaming a receiver. And you saw that Javon Holland did that on the backside against uh, Nico Collins. Number 12. I actually have to play over here on the side. Yeah, number 12. And uh, you saw Javon Holland at the snap lined up inside, kind of turn and bracket Nico Collins. So it was kind of neat to see some of the functional application with the starters of these um, red zone defensive concepts that are the bones of a different coverage call, the, the whether it's nickel lurk, which is middle of the field closed with a linebacker that plays in the low hole, or it's dog one special uh, where you're uh, playing cover one and the free safety then is able to double a specific receiver, and that's why it's called special. See some of these things in action. I thought uh, on the play side run to start the first and 10 play, Cater Kohu did a really nice job fitting up against Damian Pierce. Like Damian Pierce is a big time, heavy hitting running back. And Cater Kohu ends up sticking his nose in here as the end man fitting and run support. Bradley Chubb does a nice job stacking the tight end. Nick Needham in run support. Really nice job. Uh, the second down run that got Houston down to the one yard line before they had the delay of game penalty, the, the procedural issue that pushed him back to third and six. And then you had the two incompletions in a row. Um, I thought you saw on that play, Rayquan Davis uh, got stood up just a little bit and that's all it took with a back like Damian Pierce, who's a heavy hitting back to really come downhill and David long is playing off of a block and Zach Sealer tries to play gap and a half, right? Where you're able to fall off of a gap. But as he works off of the block, he's not in front of Damian Pierce. He's trying to tackle him from the side. And that momentum carried him down to the one. So I thought that's where they gouged Miami on that second down run. Where if we were just a little cleaner in like two spots, you probably limit that to a minimal game. The third down play um, was a play... I think I have this one clipped too. They did a really nice job with communication. Uh, Deshaun Elliott was in coverage and the back goes out fast. And Deshaun Elliott has to work through two receivers and get over top of them to get in a position to defend the throw. Now, Bradley Chubb helps defend the throw because he is screaming off the edge. He bypasses collisioning the tight end and he gets the, the hand in CJ Stroud's face and forces an inaccurate throw, but it was really cool to see the communication that this dolphins defense when Houston comes out and they're in a, a heavier formation, but they're putting you in a position where the player who's in the backfield ends up being a player that's running outside and is the flat or, or out defender. If you try to just stay static and match that, you're based off what their pre-snap alignment is, you're not going to have favorable leverage to defend everything. Well, with the communication, and that's the whole thing with this Fangio defense is the application of that is we want to have enough flexibility to get any call, get up to the line of scrimmage, see what the snap is, and then, or see what the formation is offensively. And then understand where our leverage is baked in, depending on how the routes release. So when, you talk, when people talk about the amount of communication that's required in the back end of this defense and using the safeties as weapons and all of those things, you saw this on the opening possession. And then there was a miscommunication uh, for the route that was run on fourth down. The Dolphins hold firm. It was a job well done. So that's, um, that's the full starting defensive notes. Now we have some winners. We have some guys who stood out. We have some guys who played long and I thought played better than they played last week against Atlanta. And that is what we are going to talk about next here on this episode of Locked On Dolphins. So stick with us. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by the Game Time app. Forget planning months in advance. Sometimes the best things that you can do are spontaneous. And Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And the game time guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will give you 110% of the difference. You can get images of your seats before you buy so you know exactly what you are signing yourself up for. From a sight lines perspective, there's nothing worse than getting to the stadium and realizing you are staring at the back of a concrete pillar. You don't have to worry about that with game time. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps in your set, they send it directly to your phone. So download the game time app and snag tickets without the stress of game day with game time. You can create an account, use promo code LOCKEDONNFL to get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed.
1: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: So we'll bust out the old handy dandy notebook here, a.k.a. the uh, the full offseason roster. And I want to work through some guys who stood out to me in a good way. uh, Guys who I thought won with their performances. And I think if you want to move past the obvious players like Javon Holland looked really good in his brief abbreviated appearance. Uh, David Long looking extremely disruptive and dynamic in his brief appearance. Uh, And you kind of want to get into the weeds with the guys who played a lot of volume. I thought Eli Apple played pretty well. Uh, I thought Eli Apple had two really good triggers from split field coverage, whether it's six, eight, you uh, know, cover six is is half quarter quarter versus quarter quarter half. Um, the ability to stick his foot in the ground and contest throws, he had two really effective drive on the ball on in-breaking routes. That was impressive to me. I thought Noah Igbenogany played a better game against Houston than he did against Atlanta. And he played a lot. He played deep into this contest. But I thought Noah, the third down conversion aside, which I I think was the sore spot for him was there was this uh, kind of lack of transitional quickness. You saw him kind of commit and open his hips upfield on that route. That's DJ Stroud through the out route, right beyond the sticks with a really good timing throw. And Noah's not quite able to drive. And I just think that's always probably going to be a hardship for Noah. Now, what I will say that I like that Miami did is when the Dolphins went split field coverage and you play quarters on one side, which is two deep defenders, each responsible for one deep quarter of the field. It's usually to the side of the nickel. And then on the backside, you play cover two where you have a clouded up corner who's at the line of scrimmage. You have a safety who plays soft over top of it. And then you have a weak side linebacker who's going to relate to whoever the second eligible is that comes out into that space or he's going to play hook. They clouded Noah a lot and let him play to the cover two side. Now, you start getting into this world where if that's how you want to play Noah to maximize Noah and zone him and have him just be the press coverage defender who, who plays sink coverage and sits in the flat, you're kind of tipping your hand a little bit as far as the uh, lack of ambiguity with the defense. If you're going to come up and you're going to see number nine and bright orange sleeves and you're going to say, okay, well, I, I know they're going over here because that's where he's at and he's usually the clouded corner. Uh, if you want to open yourself up to that, level of transparency. You just know you're, you're throwing away some of the disguise that you have, but I thought he was really effective in those opportunities. And again, you're going to squat. You are collisioning. You know, you have safety help over the top. If the route goes vertical, it's not you. You can sink under it. If there's no other threat, but if there is another threat, then you are looking to trap stuff that breaks to the perimeter and either trigger and tackling the flats or go from there. So I thought Noah played better against Houston than he did against Atlanta. And I thought he was really physical on those red zone opportunities as well with that first possession that gets down in the red zone. You saw two opportunities for him in coverage and he got on bodies and he did not concede a lot of space because of how physical he was allowed to be in a condensed area of the field. I thought that was a winning performance for him versus the standard that we've been so used to for so long. Other guys that stood out, I think Malik Reed's another guy who had a bounce back performance relative to uh what he played against Atlanta. Reed got a lot of run. Him and Van Ginkle uh kind of debuted early. Agba also played a ton of football. Uh, I thought Agba was not as impactful as he was against Atlanta, but I thought Malik Reed was better. Uh, there was one one instance where it looked like they were running uh what's referred to as uh tight will. And then the the coverage is dictated off of whatever they choose to call. And I can't tell you what the coverage was because they didn't get the coverage call right. They had linebackers in the wrong spot. And Malik Reed is turning around, looking at the linebacker in question and he's throwing his hands up. Like, why are you over here? Like you got to be over there because of where we set the strength of the formation. Uh, So I think the familiarity that he had with the defense kind of showed up in an instance like that, which you got a little chuckle at and the, the play didn't go for a big hit or anything. So crisis averted, uh, but I thought Malik Reed, uh, he did have one opportunity uh, in this game as a rusher in which he kind of lost contain as coming uncontested off the edge, uh, where you would have liked to see a little bit more flash and reactive athleticism and he lost his footing a little bit. Um, but I think on the whole, he he played a more consistent football game than what he was able to put on display against the Texans. So that was nice as well. Uh, continuing a little deeper into this roster, uh Bryce Thompson is a player who's gotten a lot of run. He was really good on special. He did not play particularly well on special teams against Houston or excuse me, against Atlanta. I thought he was significantly better against Houston on special teams. And he was playing like with the second team slot and really active around the ball, had a couple opportunities and really physical tackles. Like he's, I know there's a numbers game issue here with this Dolphins secondary, but if you get into the world where Jalen Ramsey goes on IR with the intent to activate him when he's ready to go, and Nick Needham has to go on IR because of the Achilles injury, if you have another guy that gets banged up and you don't want to pay Keon Crossan and uh, Justin Bethel, I think it's a combined like $4.6 million, $4.7 million they are owed this year, and there's very little to zero guaranteed money that's tied up in that. I think Thompson's a nice player to come back to and and you feel like there's some nickel depth there. You know, the the Dolphins, they hosted a very experienced uh, nickel defender who's played in this system just last week. They haven't signed him yet. And I think the Bryce Thompson play, uh, it's not going to solve your issue. If you need a guy that's going to go out there and start for you, but as a depth player with special teams upside, this is a second-year player who, once upon a time, was a big-time recruit uh, who kind of fell through the cracks in his college career. Didn't necessarily the go, way to go, go the way anybody expected that it would. Uh, so those are a couple of guys that flashed me. I thought Verone McKinley played good as well. Uh, some really good fits for Verone McKinley in run fitting and getting up to the line of scrimmage and making tackles and anticipating where. If there's motion and backfield action and the linebacker's got to flow and you got to come from depth and fill and hit it in a hurry so that you don't get put in a situation where the back bends it back and then he gets through the gap and he's headed north and he's got a two-way go from you and you got to tackle him from depth, you got to be really confident in those run fits. And I thought Verone McKinley did a really nice job of that as well. Uh, we have some UDFAs uh, that we have to... Uh, Give some attention to as well. Uh, Obviously, Brandon Peely is a buzzy name. We have Aubrey Miller. And we're going to come back and touch on those couple of UDFAs and their bids to make the Dolphins' 53-man roster next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. So stick with us. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked on Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you the best fantasy picks each week all season long. So whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, We're providing you with the winners that are a guaranteed fit for your championship roster this season in fantasy football. If you're looking for a player to take in fantasy football that will use the spark of his new team's offense and also speed your team to victory, you're going to want the luxury of Bears wide receiver DJ Moore. Didn't take long for the former Panther to go 0-60 in his big trade. Cruising into the easy role as Justin Fields' new go-to guy. Moore was fine in Carolina, but he will perform better than ever while dominating targets from a young quarterback in Chicago. Vinny Iyer of Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is all about each player being a perfect fit. Same goes for your vehicle. eBay's guaranteed fit in over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips. You can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, and struts. You name it, eBay Motors has it, and that's why they will make sure that it is the right fit for your car because eBay's guaranteed fit helps you understand exactly what parts you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch the gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little TLC because now you know you will always be set up for success from the get-go with eBay's guaranteed fit. Everything your vehicle is calling for is just one click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit available only to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions do apply. So Brandon Peely and Aubrey Miller are kind of the the go-to guys here. I know Kidron Smith has had some nice moments as well. Brandon Peely, I thought, had more high level flashes uh, in this contest than what he did against um, Atlanta as well. I know Peely had two or three really nice flash plays from kind of surprising lateral mobility and uh, range against Atlanta, whereas this game, uh, I think you saw a little bit more of the opportunities for him to play off the blocks and make tackles. Uh, But the consistency again is, is just where I'm super leery where if you're going to set a 53 man roster and Brandon Peely is going to be on it, like that, that's a player that that probably needs to be prepared to play in short yardage situations. And I'm watching him in this game and he's getting double teamed off the ball. And Michael Dieter's the center. And of course, everybody knows Michael Dieter was the Dolphins utility interior offensive lineman who could not play when the Dolphins were down like their fourth guard last year. So I just have some questions watching Peely get worked off the ball. I don't know that he's consistent enough right now for the Dolphins to commit a fifty-three spot to. I'm more than willing to acknowledge y'all need somebody else who could play in that spot. That's not Raekwon Davis, Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer, Deshaun here. Is Is it going to be Brandon Peely? I don't know, but for me, I, there's just been a little too many ebbs and flows with the physicality of that position and the anchor that's required for me to have utmost confidence that Brandon Peely is going to get the call. Aubrey Miller uh, was relatively quiet in this game. You saw uh, throughout the course of the game, you obviously had the starters in David Long and Jerome Baker. They played the first two possessions. The Dolphins hold Houston to a field goal on the second of those two. They hold them in the red zone for a turnover on downs on the first one. Uh, David Long, obviously, was instrumental in creating the turnover on downs because he creates a big tackle for loss on a run fit. And then you had um, Andrew Van Ginkle, who comes in and is taking some pass drops from a stack linebacker position. Duke Riley. And you had Mike Rose and Channing Tyndall. And Channing Tyndall had another couple really nice plays. I, I think there's probably. I. I think probably you saw some of the the lack of experience for for Channing. And I think there was at least one instance in where we we maybe didn't have the the proper call or the proper alignment based on how you're trying to interpret what the call is, but I can't say for certain. So I'm not totally going to just like throw him under the bus and say he didn't get it right because I can't say for certain either, right? But he had a couple of really nice plays where he is a heat-seeking missile and he is fitting and he is exploding into tackles. He had the pass breakup against on against the stick route from the tight end. Uh, He ran the alley uh, on a perimeter screen and just blew up the wide receiver for a minimal gain and had a really big hit in the process. Like there's some really impressive stuff uh, from Channing Tindall as well. But I do think it was one of those there there was mixed bag is probably the end review. So that's five guys and then you got Aubrey Miller who kind of gets in late. He gets in alongside Mike Rose and. I just, I'm not sure that there's a coverage ceiling with Miller that's going to earn him a spot relative to the athleticism of the other linebackers. And if you want to say, okay, well, he is more of a physicality thump kind of guy. I just think the safety room is really going to be a barrier. I think that the depth of the safety room, because if you're projecting, you have Javon Holland, you have Brandon Jones, you have uh, Deshaun Elliott, you have Elijah Campbell as four. Verone McKinley, who we said had a nice game in this contest. Uh, you have a couple of corners with positional flexibility. You do have Kedren Smith, who I think has a higher ceiling as a player than what Aubrey Miller does. I just think the emergence of Channing Tindall as somebody with appealing qualities, and it shouldn't be a surprise because he was drafted in the third round, but starting to execute some of those and put some good film and some good plays on tape, I think really hurts the, the opportunity for Aubrey Aubrey Miller uh, to make this push and actually get on the roster. So that's where I stand from a defensive perspective. I will say this though, if you guys are looking for as many opportunities as you can get to kind of continue to learn about some of this kind of stuff, uh, the Dolphins su- locked on dolphin subtext might not be a bad idea for you guys. You could text Dolphins to 305-419-3924. That is Dolphins to 305-419-3924. And you get a couple options. You could talk directly with me, text directly with me. So that's a nice perk. And then we've also set up the subtext community. And whether you talk directly with me or you are in the subtext community, uh, there are some film clips that I will provide that that illustrate the examples that I'm talking about here on the show of things that I'm seeing uh, plays that are made uh, the actual calls themselves to try to provide some, some learning tools and resources through that community, either one-on-one or in the group setting. So uh, you can get your first two weeks free, find out if you like it, if it's for you. Uh, If not, you can cancel in the first two weeks, no, no charge. If you like it, it's a couple bucks a month. So food for thought. If you enjoy this kind of content, and you want to continue to learn more about it and see it, uh, that, that's an option for you. The Locked, Locked On Dolphins subtext community. Uh, Dolphins to 305-419-3924. But that is it for us here today on the show. We are out of here. I appreciate you guys for checking out the show. We might do some Jonathan Taylor content. He was just formally given permission to see a trade via the Colts, and the Dolphins uh, fan base is certainly speculative on that, and I have some thoughts there. So that might be next for us here on this episode. Of locked on dolphins, so keep it locked in with us. It is your team every day. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Appreciate all you guys. Have a good one. Talk to y'all again soon. Ben's up.